Welcome to Topple Uncaged. I'm Steve Topple and you're locked on to the UK's hottest politics and music podcast. Each week I bring you the rawest takes on the big stories making the news, always joined by a very special guest. Then I pleasure your mind, body and soul with the freshest, most banging international music going. Uncaged. Being a nomad is about being free. Being a nomad means the world is your home. Being a nomad is breaking the rules. Being a nomad is just to be you. Another episode, another superb guest on the Topple Uncaged podcast. Much like Jamil, who was also on the show this week, this artist has for me released one of the albums of the year. It is stunning in its eclecticism the way he mixes and makes hybrids of firstly more traditional roots movement and then takes you into territory which is completely unexpected, mixing up all sorts of different genres, creating this staggeringly unique sound accompanied with top quality production, top quality arrangement but moreover with this album as well, it's the message in it it is a complete, it's almost like a play in two acts and we will get into that later but the project is absolutely stunning and he is an absolutely fantastic artist and I'm so excited to have him on the show because this has taken about two months to like arrange and finally pull off and we are finally here, so it is my absolute pleasure to be able to welcome Jameer Morgan onto the podcast. Jameer, thank you so, so much for finally coming on. I'm so pleased to have you on. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. It is a real treat to be able to talk to you about your stunning album, Self Confidence, because I've, it was so exciting listening to it. It was, one, it was one of those projects where I sat down and I pressed play and I listened to it and I listened to it again. And I listened to it again, and I was like, this is just mind-blowingly good. And we want to, I'll talk about that a bit later. But it is top quality self-confidence. This is an absolute top quality release in terms of production, the musical arrangements, the, your lyricism in it, your performance, everything about it is top, top notch. I mean, it, it, it feels like it was a project that was a long time in the making. Was, was that the case? Did it take you a long time to come to this point of releasing this, this stunning project? Um, working on the project took me about maybe about four or five months because what? I was to, to really capture the moment. Yeah, to really capture the moments of of what was happening in my life during that time of me just growing as a as an artist, as a big brother, as a person, and really understanding my purpose in life. It, it took some time. You know what I mean? I even I even went to Hawaii and lived a little. You know what I mean? And I, I stayed with Jables, my brother Jables, big, big him up every time. Um, actually went to Hawaii for four days and I ended up staying for two months. You know what I mean? Just because I felt that I needed 
I needed to really tap into me and understand, okay, we're living a little away from, you know, music and all of that. And now let me understand, you know, my actual true purpose in is living with people and understanding how different cultures and because Hawaiian culture is very similar to Jamaican culture as well too, you know, just a little more positive and a little more happier, you know what I mean? But at, at the same time, the cultures are very the same, we're all island people and it made me understand how people operate more and how you should, how, you, how, how powerful music is, you know, how powerful, powerful Jamaican music is too all different cultures, you know what I mean? Because in Hawaii, it's like a melting pot of, you have the Chinese, you have all different type of people, just like Jamaica as well. But I got to understand how music affects people, um, and even just the legacy of my family, how it affects people. The whole chapter of, of, of this album was, was what it is you're hearing now, you know? Four months, I cannot believe that was four months in the making. But then, but then I suppose actually I kind of can because I, I have this conversation with a lot of artists and quite often when they produce something that is absolutely stunning, it just comes naturally anyway when you go into the studio and the music just happens, the yeah, vibes <laughs> flow, and it doesn't take sometimes that long. That's quite often how the, how the best projects are, you know, and, and you really, you do actually now thinking about it, get that from self-confidence. I mean, as, as I said in the introduction, it's musically, it's this fascinating mix of, of genres and styles. I want to sort of hone in on a couple of tracks a bit with this. So, I mean, you go from a track like Mind Your Business, which is this modern kind of almost new wave roots, which you can hear has got distinct kind of Marley influences in it. You then go to Cool and Bad, which is kind of this hybrid of funky soul with elements of reggae and ska. You go to the brilliant, brilliant, brilliant Can't Leave You Alone, which is this kind of grimy neo soul which is i hear elements of trap in there i hear elements of more straight hip-hop with the kind of hi-hats and the, and the, the old, old school new york yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you've got <laughs> that as well and the snare and then you've got r&b kind of keys going on and the whole the whole um some of its parts of can't leave you alone it's absolutely fantastic love 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 that and then you finish the album with follow your dreams which again it, it has kind of it has distinct um, Afrobeat influences, I think, with with some of the percussive arrangements, yeah. um, and you've got sort of triple time on some of the beats, and it, it's really there's Afrobeat overtones there, and the, the, those four kind of tracks sum up the project in terms of the, it's this melting pot of all different styles, all different genres, all come together and all come together with absolute perfection. It's just just brilliant. Yeah. Man. Really, really, the musical part was, is, is what took the most longest, you know what I mean? I mean? Singing was the easiest part in creating the melody and lyrics and wanted the music to represent the, the actual, you know what I mean? The lyrics and direction of the song. Because a lot of times you have songs that come out and the music doesn't represent the song, you know what I mean? And you're like, ah, oh, what is this? So I really want to take my time and actually put the, 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 the feeling into the music, which is the music, you know what I mean? Um, and we use mostly live instruments for this album so that's what took the, the most language processing in this album yeah, 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 no, you can absolutely tell. I mean, where, where does this eclecticism with you come from? Because obviously, with your your family history, they they're defined by their standing in the roots movement. However, you're extremely, extremely eclectic. Where does that? Where does this mix of styles come from, Jameer? Just being honest, <laughs> just being honest myself and how I feel. I mean, because like, like I said, you know, we, we we have a responsibility as 
artists and musicians, you know what I mean? When people listen to our music, we're controlling them. It's, 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 it's like a DJ. When a DJ plays a song, they're controlling the whole crowd. You know what I mean? So we should be we should be aware of how we create the music and how people are listening to music and responding to it. And with me, I always want to bring that happy feeling across anytime that people listen to my song. Whether they don't want you to feel sad, unless me I write a sad sad song or something, but I always want to try to bring across that happy feeling. So I would I would go through sounds in the studio all day just to get that right sound. I'm like, no, that's the sound right there. That make me smile. Let's use that. You know what I mean? So yeah. I love your enthusiasm. It's infectious. It's absolutely great. It's making me want to bounce up and down. <laughs> that's, that's really, 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 really interesting. But also, again, brilliant, brilliant with self-confidence. Um, and again, what I loved about it is, I don't, I don't even know, this is what I want to ask you, because I don't know if it was actually intentional. It feels like it was. But essentially, so the album for me was divided into two parts, um, almost like a play with two acts. So you kind of had Act One, which musically was more roots orientated um, in 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 the style, and also with regards to the message, it, w- it was discussing you starting out on your spiritual journey. You then had favorite song, which favorite song by the way, absolutely stunning track, it was really powerful kind of soul, um, almost up but upbeat soul ballad, beautiful beautiful track. Um, you had favorite song sort of sandwiched in the middle there like a kind of interlude and then it felt like you moved into act two where the musical style gets mixed up the genres sort of get smashed together the inventiveness comes out but also the message um is more about where you are at now so you start on your journey in act one and then act two is kind of it's where you've come to on that journey at that point i mean am i completely wrong <laughs> or or is is that what you intended with you're, you're, you're like to me i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out if you was a flight in the room or, <laughs> or were you there present because <laughs> the way you're explaining it is, is how is exactly how we want to create the album and, and even even going through the track listing is exactly how I, I want the, the feel to go you know what I mean I want it to actually feel like an experience with when, when a person is into the album for the fans that know me from, from before and the fans that have known me now alright okay come from Roots alright alright the album's diverse and making the music different, okay. I mean, you hit yo, you hit it right on the nail, man. You was in the room, you you're up to something. <laughs> 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 do you know what that's a big compliment to me actually thank you I, I appreciate you saying that because i as as like a listener but as someone who um writes about it professionally it's always a gamble when you sort of do you take a risk and try and work out what the artist was trying to do so so i can wipe the sweat from my forehead now that i was right <laughs> but <laughs> I, any I, album any album i do i, I want to hear a review from you Kyle. <laughs> The, the way you hit it on the nail, you made, uh, like I said, you made me understand. Like, it's been a long time since I listened to the full album again, like, all the way down. So when a person actually does a review and actually explains their perspective from these songs, you hit it right on the nail, man. You made me understand the songs even more. Like, oh, yeah, that's why, that's why I sang this song, or that's why I wrote this song. 
So good job. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm I'm blushing this end. Uh, <laughs> let's move on from me. Um, I wanted to I want to just touch on briefly Cool and Bad because as I said, it, it was this brilliant kind of funky soul um, reggae ska hybrid, and you and you work with the outstanding outstanding Grammy nominated saxophonist Sheldon Palmer. What was it like to work with him? Because he's such. I mean, my dad, my late father, was a saxophonist, so I I have sort of a, I have a soft spot for the sax um what was it like working with him because he's i mean he's just amazing um Sheldon is like my big brother man he's i'm always on the road with him he's he's actually a sensible player for my family um and he's you know he's he's great he's always we're always joking around and he's always like every song there's no song that's good without saxophone so he came in the studio doing the process and he's like yo jamming but like that song yeah but it's song not good without the saxophone, man. So I was like, come, come, come. <laughs> it's hard sax, and it actually worked. It came out perfectly. Yeah, yeah, it just, just, yeah, the sax just finishes it off, doesn't it, really? Yeah, it kind right, of, it, it, you were already kind of funking out to it, and then you've got the sax, <laughs> and that's it, that's it, you're gone. You're funking yeah. over this business. So, um, you, t- you touched on your family several times, and I do obviously want to talk about your heritage and where you come from, because your father is Gramps, Gramps Morgan. Yeah. Um, and there's kind of, I mean, they're just sort of one of the most legendary families in in modern music, in my opinion, obviously. But you deal with you deal with sort of the your family and people's perceptions, I suppose, of you and the fact you come from this heritage. In the track "Mind Your Business," again, a brilliant track. But you kind of you kind of hit it head on. And there's this line in the track where you say you only use the family name just to get your fame is what people say about you and and their impression. Yeah, I mean, yeah. now for me. I mean, did being, obviously, your family and being of that heritage, did it actually end up putting pressure on you to have a successful career? Not your family putting pressure on you, but the, the, the very name and, and who you are. Or did, did, did it feel pressurised at all, do you think? Um, pressure, not really pressure, but the, the opinions definitely um, take, take, take effect on me because... Um, yeah, I mean, of course, of course, you never want to let down the people. Of course, you never want to go below the standards of your family. Because you know, there's, there's some big shoes that my family <laughs> have, you know. Very so it's not easy shoes to fill. Um, but, you know, I mean, they did a great job as, of preparing me to do what I need to do with the music. Because when I first said I want to do music, my father asked me a couple of times, yo, you sure you want to do music? Are you sure? This is not an easy business. It's not like... You just record and you're just putting out songs. It comes a responsibility with it. That just come and sing it. So I kind of prepared myself with it and I came with opinions of people of how like how I should sing songs or what kind of what kind of songs I should make or what kind of moves I should make, or who I should be touring with, and all of that. Then you hear so much opinions and so much good news and bad news from people. And it kind of makes you think all the time. So I, I, do, I do really believe in my own thoughts, which is why I named the album Self Confidence. Um, I do really start believing in my own thoughts and my own ability to actually do music and even make moves. I to be sure and confident of every every move that I made, every song that I was singing. I had to be sure that I can finish this song, finish this project, and yeah. 
you know, I don't you, care what people say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you, you know what? You touched on something there, actually, because the title is self-confidence. And yeah. there's this kind of, um, as a society, we had a, have, we're, we're conditioned almost to think that self-confidence is not a good quality, that it's somehow arrogance. <laughs> and some, do you know what I mean? But actually, it's yeah. not. Being positive about yourself um, and having self-confidence in your own abilities to steer your life through this world is that I, I think it's a good thing and i think you 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 yep. argued throughout the album that point extremely well and got that across that it's not a negative it's a positive thing to have self-confident positive you know what i mean because it's positive to tell people mind the business there's not anything negative about that yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, how has your family been? What's the reaction been in your family to you having having this career? Um, and how much influence did they sort of have they had on you as an artist? Yeah, along there, everything I do from from how I treat people to how I, you know, I my music approach, my musical dances, you know, everything is from them. As you know, I grew up listening to the music they listen to. I mean, from the back of the bus, I'd be here, my promoter playing rock music. And my people telling me to listen to some gospel music and the singers to listen to. And my father to show me all the RMB and the roots people to listen to. So, you know, I mean, to, from bouncing around all these walls and, and you know, you, you, you kind of, I don't know, man. <laughs> I guess everything, everything that you, everything that you input inside your ears and your brain, the output comes out of that. And that's the product of that. <laughs> No, absolutely. If you want to take a break to grab yourself a drink, anything else, or just go to the restroom, do so now, because me and Jameer will be back in just a few seconds. I mean, it's... It's, it's fascinating again listening to your album and um, how how eclectic it is and as I said earlier in the in the show you, obviously your family's yeah. music is grounded in roots and you've taken it to sort of another level and you kind of it fits in perfectly with everything that's going on with the revival movement at the minute the way artists like yeah. and Chronics and um, Kabaka who I had on the show last week um, how they how they are opening up um, roots inspired music into all different pathways and all different all different genres and sort of broadening broadening the way that they get the message across I suppose is ultimately what's what's going on I mean is this kind of diversity and experimental um, approach in terms of music is do you think that's the way forward for for roots while still balancing it with sort of the traditional sensibilities do you think the eclecticism is the way the music's going to progress further of course, you know what I mean? The music should should progress, you know what I mean? Because every other genre is progressing now. Even country music, you have big up Little Nas X, you know what I mean? He's, he's making country, he's blending country music with hip-hop. Never been done before, you know what I mean? And even hip-hop music, hip-hop music doesn't have the same, that hardcore groove, you know what I mean? So you don't want to force, you don't want to force the music down people to, you have to keep up, you have to keep up with the flow of music and the, the evolution of it because... You don't want reggae song to say, you don't want, it's good to enjoy it. That, uh, that's the greatest thing about music that, and, and even streaming and, and, and with music now. You get to go back and listen to music from 1930, 1920s and hear music like, wow. But, but in, in those times you only had vinyls and, and physical CDs. And, and, and <laughs> certain, people, certain people can't afford it. No, you can be a subscription or you can even a legal play it on YouTube <laughs> and just listen to 
listen to a full album. So that's the greatest thing about streaming to me and and just being having the access to new music, you know what I mean, and old music, you know what I mean, it, it's, it's there for you to listen and study and, and inspire you as an artist to be something that, that's tasteful to your life or your your skillful abilities. Yeah, no, I completely, completely agree with that. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I had this um, kind of idea in my head that sort of the revival movement and everything surrounding the eclecticism and the musical diversity was kind of sort of um the new thing with roots as it were but then i was chatting to third world i had cat um aj and richard from third world on last week on the show um and i was talking to them and they made me think really well they were kind of doing this back in the sort of late 70s and 80s with what third world was doing then where they were mixing roots with kind of funky soul and really sort of smashing up the genre quite a lot. And um, Kabaka Pyramid said to me that, well, kind of Roots goes in, it's sort of cyclic almost, that it goes from through phases of being very sort of traditional to then being experimental to back to yeah. traditional again. And we're kind of in an experimental phase, I suppose, at the minute. Do you, do you think that's... What, why do you think that is? I mean, if I sort of my position is, I think I think it goes through those phases depending on firstly the the sort of social context that the world is at at that time and the kind yeah, of message yeah. that needs to be got across. Because I think I would say that when roots gets more experimental, it's in times of sort of maybe more social upheaval and there's more urgency to get a message across. Um, because I mean, we see that in this this decade certainly, and back in the eighties as well was time of great sort of social upheaval. I mean, do you, do you think that's a fair analysis, or do you have another? Why do you have another reason why you think it's kind of yeah, maybe cyclic? I think so. I think so. I think so because you have to remember that reggae music is known as the people's music, so we're always you always, yeah, like as artists, you always feel the tension of the people. So you know what music that needs to, that needs to be heard at the time of, you know, of what's going on in the world. And sometimes it may get too much, you're like, all right, time to experiment a little bit. It's just like, it's just like you're going through life, like you're there with a girl and you're with a girl and everything nice at, at, one, at one point and, you know, you're doing everything to make her feel happy and then it might get stale and she's like, she's getting too comfortable and yeah, so yo, yeah, 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 I mean, I try a different thing, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just like that. It's just like exper- experiment, experimenting with music should always be done, you know what I mean? Because it, it makes the music grow. It, it grows, it breeds a different generation of music, a different era. You know, it, inspires, it, it inspires a rock, a rock guy that never listened to reggae music to come do, to come blend rock and reggae. Like, oh, that can be done, wow. Look at this person doing that. I can do that too. I always loved reggae, but I never knew how to access the music. So yeah, the growth of it is, is needed. No, absolutely. It's especially, that's a great point you make about sort of blending it together because I think what a lot of artists are doing so well at the minute is taking kind of roots sort of sensibilities and mixing in trap as well yeah. which is really kind of i mean in the uk it's called drill um it's a it's slightly different hybrid of trap but it's kind of the same kind of thing yeah. it's kind of really kind of grimy kind of distorted bass and the kind of um it's almost the two four drop as opposed to the sort of four over four and there's a lot of the percussion percussions quite complex arrangements but big up big up storms yeah, and gigs you know yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. no ex- yeah. exactly so and and, and uh, that's extremely extremely cutting edge 
much. But what comes with that, and this sort of leads me into what I want to talk about next, is, is there are elements of responsibility with artists. I, I got this from... It was Clinton Fearon, actually. I had him on ages ago. And he was saying to me that it frustrates him that there's so many artists particularly coming out of Jamaica and sort of the more corporate dancehall scene, who are putting out their music there and they're putting out to millions of people their tracks and millions of people are listening to it, but but they're not taking responsibility for the messages they're given. And you talk about that specifically on self-confidence with Music Lesson, which is this superb superb trap but it's really 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 important message about how artists need to be aware of the influence that their music has and 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 the effect it has on the people who are listening i mean do you think do you think that awareness and that that consciousness is being lost especially in the modern era with era with as you touched on sort of streaming and download everyone has access to music this kind of corporate drive almost for more hits more hits more hits more streams more streams is is that responsibility no. sort of being you don't think no because that's like saying r&b music is dead and i know a handful of, of r&b artists that are not being played on the mainstream level that are, that's doing true r&b music that's the same thing with reggae music i know a bunch of reggae artists that's doing conscious music but are they being played in the front end no you know what i mean it's, it's almost like it's being programmed by people that want to distract the people, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, like, even even country music, when you, when you talk about country music, you have, you, you go to Nashville, you hear straight country music, but is it being, is it popular at the moment? No. What's popular is sex, drugs, and money is what's being sold. So if, if, if that's, if you're not a part of that, what's being sold, you are considered not the trend right now, you know what I mean? So the music is always there. The real music is always there. There's people, the world is huge, so there's always people that's doing the true, actual music of the genre and and, and actually serving the music pur- the purpose. Even even when you go to Hawaii or Africa and you see people, you see people, uh, you go to a club on a Monday and there's people, there's, there's a pop club listening to reggae music, conscious reggae music all night. No slackness music. So it, it, you can't, it, it's not like people are not listening to it. It's what's being promoted and what's popular at the moment. So do you think... Sorry, I'm, I'm just going to take my questions and throw them away um, because I, I keep going off onto other things because you keep saying things. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So, do, I mean... You're spot on because that I mean I I have kind of on this show I have like a balance of bigger name acts so obviously like I said I had Kabaka on last week um, I interviewed Jamil this week as well it was a massive massive um, sort of hybrid dancehall star who's quite who's quite conscious though as well and then I ha- I always have a lot of up and coming artists on who are sort of um, trying to make waves with their music um, brilliant artists called King Mass for example um, stunning stunning project he did this year with crown um he's actually he's actually my good my good friend we've got a couple songs together He's my he's my friend now as well. We've struck up a brilliant relationship since had him on the show. Stun I mean, Crown is just mind blowing. It's just this amazing yeah, album, and it's so I will. It's one of those albums which will stay with you until you kind of draw your last breath on this earth. It's just a fantastic yep. project. <laughs> it, it, it is. 
but yeah, and you're right. There are loads and loads of artists out there doing it. But I mean, so do you think it's it's the fact that the sort of corporate powers and and those who control sort of the selection of music these days is it because they're not pushing it out there, or is it because people aren't listening to it and there isn't so much demand for it that therefore it's not getting played? Which is it, or is it a combination of both? Do you think? Um, I think it's a combination of both. It's a balance because um, I mean people. Yeah, you have people that are that are lost in this world, you know what I mean? And a lot of them want to party. <laughs> so it's, a, it's our job as the conscious people to feed them the proper music, to, to lead them. Because music is almost like a Bible. It's almost like a guidance through life. Especially for me, like, when I first started to listen to reggae music, it was my family's music, Steve Paul, some Bob Marley. But it really made me change my, my, my thinking. You know what I mean? Change my mindset, like, all right, cool. Do good, you know what I mean? Think positive, you know what I mean? Take things easy, relax, you know what I mean? And with, with that, man, it, it's, it's hard to tell people what to do, especially in 2019, you know what I mean? It's, 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 either, it's either they like it or don't. It's like, it's like you, give them, you give them two options, you give them a good pill or a bad pill. They're gonna have people that take the bad pill, not everybody's gonna take good pill. So, and it's the same thing with music. You, you give them good music, and you give them party music or bad music or slackness music. Is they're going to pick? Some people are going to pick. It's going to be maybe a 50-50 or a 60 party, whatever. And, and it's just like, man, you <laughs> can't you can't tell people what to do. It's just they're going to choose what they want, and that's why in the song music lesson, there's a time and place for everything because you know when you go to a club, you don't want to listen to country music. You want to listen to music. Slapness music, a little bit of it to dance and get enjoy yourself and free up yourself. So there's a time and place for everything. Do you therefore think that, that then, because again, it's something you've done extremely well on self confidence, and it's what a lot of um, artists are doing extremely well. Do you therefore think? The artists need to be striking a balance between the kind of conscious music with really strong messages and essentially tracks that people can bruck out to. Is is that the key to it? Striking a good good balance of conscious yeah, and definitely. more. Definitely, because that's what music catalog uh, as a, as an artist. You know what I mean? So that way, when you're on a festival, you can know how to you can know how to up the tempo and not just keep a slow tempo unless you're that type of artist that fans are looking forward to seeing that calm artist that brings the peace but me as an artist that's always doing diverse music I love to do like even now like I was mad at myself I never did a ska song on my album because I love I love the ska groove but I'm like yo I could have I could have done something I could have worked on shows and festivals to get people going um, so yeah definitely having that up-tempo music that makes people go going you know what I mean? As long as you put in the conscious or, or just something happy and positive on that groovy thing instead of making that, that up-tempo uh, up thing can make you get out of hand, you know what I mean? So make sure that you're saying the right thing on those up-tempo beats. Wise, wise words, absolutely. Jameer, I could chat to you all day, but we would be here all day. So just to, <laughs> just to wrap up, I mean... Uh, You've had mad busy year, obviously. Self confidence has come out. You've been constantly, constantly on the road. Um, what are you going to have a rest now for the rest of the year, or have what else have you got lined up? Um, I'm touring I'm right, right now. I'm touring in the US right now with my family, Morgan Heritage. We're on the Loyalty World Tour. We finished off um, seven weeks in Europe, and now we're doing five weeks here in the US. Um, and then after this tour is done in September, I head to Australia. 
with a band called Catch a Fire from Australia. I think they're from New Zealand actually. But yeah, I'm doing a whole month tour with them and after this and then we have a couple of tours coming up that's uh, scheduled to be announced soon, so yeah. That is <laughs> is it this must be like nearly a year then you're gonna be on the road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully a year and a half or two years. Or five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love being on the road, you know what I mean? I love I love bringing the music to the, to the people and to, I have to give them to, you know, to Jack to, to himself for giving me the opportunity and ability to sing in front of all these people and actually be focused on the same message and the same path. So I'm having fun out here. I'm so glad to hear it because you deserve to have fun. I mean, like I said throughout this interview, self-confidence is a, is a stunning piece of work and it will be in my top list of the albums of the year because it is, it's absolutely fantastic from, as I said, the production to the construction to the arrangements and to your vocal performance. It, you should be extremely, extremely proud of what you've done there because it's absolutely brilliant and it's been absolutely brilliant being able to chat to you. It's been such a delight and so, so interesting having the opportunity so jameer morgan thank you so much for coming on the podcast it's been a treat yeah man it's always a pleasure man we'll do this the next album booked in already excellent jameer morgan thank you ah uh, bless up brother Wow, reggae royalty in the making. Jameer is absolutely fantastic. I mean, his heritage is just stunning, obviously, but he has really come into his own as an artist, and self-confidence just sums that up in its entirety. It's an absolutely stunning piece of work, so musically diverse, and as I said in the interview, with two distinct parts, which, when you put them all together, create a superb project. He's absolutely fantastic. I really, really enjoyed chatting to him, and here is one of the tracks of self-confidence. with legendary saxophonist Grammy nominated saxophonist Sheldon Palmer this is Jameer Morgan with Cool and Bad check it out Jameer Morgan Cool and Bad here comes the young stepper yeah I'm sharp like a razor you can catch me now or never cause I'm on a go like a razor speed up I will always show you love even if we're not talking never burn a bridge you might need to cross it I'm bound to forgive but don't take it back Up the place like summer Anytime we sing when the rhythm tough like hammer Never second place, always first place runner. If I disrespect then you're gonna get dashed I'm a cool and bad 
And that's it. This very special episode of Top Line Caged is done. I'd like to thank my fantastic guest, the incredible Jameer Morgan. Follow him on Twitter. It's at I am Jameer. As always, behind the scenes, thank you to the love of my life, the gorgeous Nicola Jeffrey. Follow her on Twitter. It's at Nicola C. Jeffrey. My man behind the booth, sound engineer Gav Paws. Follow him on Twitter. It's at Paws with AZ Radio. And my in-house singer, it's Ray Star Music. Follow her on Twitter. It's at Ray underscore star 113. Thank you to the Canary for uncaging me. I will see you again very soon. Uncaged.